You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Hi, I'm Ted Wagner. I'm the Chief Information Security Officer at SAP National Security Services, or SAP NS2. I had general ideas about spending some time in the military and then going into business, uh, and to some extent that's rung true in my career. I majored in economics. I was very fascinated by how uh, the economy works, uh, but I always had an inkling towards technology and computers. So I, in high school, I took computer programming. I did so in college, and I, uh, my mom got an IBM PC early on back in the day, and I was always uh, fooling around a little bit on it, and so I always had that interest. I went straight into the Army uh, as a second lieutenant in the field artillery field of the Army. I was on active duty for about three years and participated in Operation Desert Storm, was with a very successful unit and really my first experience with true professional uh, success, surrounded by some really uh, talented people. problem I had, you know, I was young and, and not very wise, I guess, is I felt like this was a lifestyle as opposed to a career. It was very overwhelming and compensating. So uh, I decided after my initial obligation was up to uh, leave active duty. I did eventually uh, rejoin the reserve component of the Army and served out a, uh, a full career, retiring in 2018. I started with a company through, uh, they allowed me to do a, a management training program. And I uh, learned the components of business. And while I was in that program, I submitted all of my reports and with diagrams and the like on a computer. Uh, and that caught uh, their eye and they had a computer migration project and I became involved in part of that migration. Uh, primarily training new users, uh, but different aspects of the migration from you know, an IBM-based computer system to a HP server client type of network. Eventually found myself working on IT projects in the defense sector, working for different defense companies like Booz Allen Hamilton and Northrop Grumman. And at the same time, I was in the reserves. I found my way into a cybersecurity unit, and the Army was generous enough to send me to a lot of good training and participate in a lot of training within the Army. Uh, And then 2005, they said, 
we really appreciate the opportunity to give you that training. Now we're going to uh, call call you to active duty and send you to Southwest Asia to monitor the network for security. So great experience. It was arduous, of course, but firsthand experience in an operational organization monitoring for world-class threats against the network. So really a great experience. I was working at the Army's CERT as a contractor for North Grumman. I met a guy named Rick Howard around that time and um, got a chance to work uh, at the center of where the Army protects its network. And I did that for nine years, I guess. Uh, And in the reserves, uh, I had an opportunity to work up at uh, Fort Meade for a while. And that, again, another eye-opening experience. Uh, I was just enjoying all the opportunities to uh, support you know, government's context, but the sky, size and scope of protecting government networks is significant. And so I think, that, and there are some things that are unique about how the government protects its network, which is different from the commercial sector and uh, provided some really unique experiences. When uh, I became a CISO, uh, I could no longer hang out with my geeky uh, cyber friends all day, I had to actually go and meet with business leaders who were more concerned about profit and loss and how to make their projects successful. So I had to attune my uh, perspective into how can I support the business in being successful. And so that was a real transition and kind of a, a challenge to me, but I've enjoyed it and I've worked, got to work with some great business leaders. But if someone says there's no professional pressure or tension between making a project go forward and making sure it you know, meets all the security requirements, they're not being honest. Uh, that, there is that tension and you have to recognize it, uh, communicate through it, and just work the problem. I try to be uh, collaborative and, and communicative. Uh, that's really the key. I've done a lot of teaching. I've been an adjunct professor for over 10 years. I've been a guest lecturer at MIT. And ex- having the ability to, and learning the ability to translate very technical terms into more operational or business-like terms uh, or things that people can grasp uh, onto uh, helps in my communication with folks who are not cyber uh, uh, savvy or maybe you don't have the technical underpinnings or understanding that I have. So being able to translate those very technical terms into more digestible concepts is really uh, something that's been key, I think. The first thing and I told this to my son who recently uh, got a, a software development job. Orig- initially was struggling to find that first job after school. I said, get a job at the help desk, the service desk. You'll get some great opportunity to confront technical issues, do some problem solving, and you know they're reasonably approachable in getting hired. And then once you're in the door, you have a- lots of opportunities because there's always a need for folks who can contribute. Uh, the other things that I did in my career were to do a lot of self-learning, uh, read, read a lot of books, uh, attend uh, technical classes, attain 
technical certifications. Uh, and the three areas I always say are really key is uh, understanding the operating system and its architecture, uh, the network in which these attacks are going across, so understanding network protocols, and then understanding the threat landscape and how uh, threat actors conduct their tasks. So those are different things that I've learned. Uh, but uh, lastly, what I would say is as much hands-on experience as you can get. And there are a multitude of ways to do that. For example, you can, you know, you can get a cloud like an AWS account um, for free or for a small cost and be able to stand up servers and develop uh, communications, network protocols, implement those protocols and things of that nature. So I, I think those are all things that can really help uh, someone who may not have all the experience, but this is a pathway to, to learn. I'd like to think that um, I was a mentor and, and helped folks to, to find their own path and, and help them along the way. Um, I'm humbled by the, you know, the large projects and the things I've done, uh, particularly in the government, really contributed to national security. And, um, you know, that... Uh, to be a part of that and to know that I, I left some sort of legacy in my contribution would really um, leave me satisfied. Now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. Zero Trust AI.